Welcome to the Cosmic Hype Podcast. This is Reverend Carmen D. Player, and hype means have your perspective elevated. This serves as a content warning. The topic of death will be discussed. Please take the necessary precautions to take care of yourself and sensitive listeners. If you or someone you know needs help, please consider the resources at the end of this show. Take care now. Peace, y'all. I'm so glad that we're back together again now in this new year. I'm not going to do all that new year, new resolution. I'm not doing all that. Let's keep it super funky. We're over 100 days in this genocide of the people of Palestine that thousands upon thousands of babies, babies, have now been taken away from this earth, that their lineage would be cut off by an assault from the sky. Their babies, their children, their mothers and fathers, grandparents who are wailing for their children, wailing for this to end. And we're still here. We're still arrived at this place of witnessing a genocide and also seeing global upheaval of not allowing this to continue to happen without a fight. And the other day when it was snowing here, I decided to go on a snow adventure because I was just feeling, you know, a little cabin fever and things like that. And so I walked and I found myself uh, deep in grief again, right? Uh, I've said before that grief is an inevitable companion. Once you've experienced grief on a soul soul jarring level, that grief never leaves you. You learn how to walk with it. You learn how to talk with it, how to listen to it, or how to even quiet it down. But it's always there. And so when I was walking in the snow and it was just so beautiful and pristine and quiet and the most peaceful um, that I've seen and been in nature in a long while, it's just there's a magic with snow. As I was getting there, I found myself getting increasingly anxious, increasingly upset, increasingly angry. I just felt anger wailing up in me. You know, my good earth sign, the lava in my gut was just coming up. And when I sat with it, it was like, what's going on? What's what's happening? And it's like a familiar feeling that I felt uh, when my brother transitioned, when he passed away, when he transitioned uh, due to brain cancer. That was just the end of his physical story here on earth. I was so irate and so mad whenever I heard someone laugh. Oh, how dare you what do you mean why are you going to work are these why are these people driving so so easily there are folks just going to the grocery store there are people just going to work people just going to school how dare you go to the movies when my beloved brother is not here and i was so upset and i was so angry and i started to uh stay into my own anger and hurt and pain and i isolated myself because i was also telling myself that i couldn't give this to someone else this is for me to deal with this is my burden no one else can experience this no one else can understand no one else can hold this but me and i'm going to be over here by myself upset in my grief hurting pain just absolutely wrenched in my soul by myself because how dare the world continue to move how dare the world continue to have another day when my brother's not here and I'm here, not here with him. And I felt that same Carmen from that time speaking and, and say, how dare the world continue to move when there are thousands upon thousands of babies who have been taken off this world 
in the course of a hundred some odd days, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. And even if they are adults, they're someone's babies. But we can actually talk about the uh, over 10,000 babies, children, babies, people who aren't voting. We can agree that they're not going to be the ones causing the problem on the global scale. And therefore, it probably should still be on the globe. But how can we continue? How can these politicians continue to go and have all these different um, posts about Martin Luther King Jr. Day or about gun reform or about, you know, increasing jobs in America and everything else like that when there's a perpetuation of genocide happening right now. Like, how dare you continue to move forward? How dare you continue to have posts as if nothing even matters at all? And I find myself continually being in this anger. And the thing that I'm I'm learning about you know, people use the language of like shadow work and shadow side and things like that. Get into that if you're into it. What I know is that everything that I have and that I am, that I am is whole, holy and I get to experience the gradation of all my feelings, including rage and anger. I get to feel that. I get to feel that. Now, what do I do with that? That's that's the key, right? Because you can feel rage and anger, but what are you doing with it as it's in your body, as you're experiencing it? What are you believing, so on and so forth? And so I also know and I recognize that that same anger and same rage and that same righteous indignation is also very holy because it's also been firing me up to call my senators and representatives three to five times a week. So they know me by name. Glenn Ivey, what's up? Ben Cardin. Chris Van Hollen, what's going on? I'll be calling you soon. All that to say, one gift that happened recently, because it'll be 10 years that my brother has been transitioning gone from this physical plane, being able to physically touch him. He's still with me. I breathe him. He breathes me. But 10 years in this physical element of transition with my brother, around year eight, Yes, around year, year eight, I realized that I was starting to forget the sound of his laugh. I was beginning to forget the sound of his laugh. And I had to reach more to pull up the memories that we had together. And I realized at that moment, and it took eight, almost nine years for me to realize that I was holding on to the grief and the pain so much that I was allowing it to smite or quiet down because it could, it could never take it away, but it allowed me to not hold on to with even more intentionality, with even more conviction, with even more of an unyielding um, grasp of the beautiful, tender, joyful, loving life-affirming moments that we had together and even in his transition. What are those beautiful moments that also kept me through when it was the darkest time that I'd ever faced in my life, right? When I can pause and think about all the different individuals and people and experiences that also carried me through this time of absolute grief, rage, and righteous indignation. And how precious it is to continue to live life. How precious and how vital, how intentional, how it is imperative for us to continue living life. And I'm not saying at all for us to change our focus and our view for us to lean away instead of leaning into. I'm not saying that we now should get to the point of being quiet and not being on the front lines, whatever that looks like to you. If you show up, that's a front line. 
I'm not saying that we abandon our strategy of calling, of marching, of boycotting. What I am saying is that we get to have a full experience in the meantime. We're allowed to have joy. We're allowed to laugh. We're allowed to create. We have to. We have to have joy. We have to create. We have to have hope. And I'm not saying this from a frou-frou, uh, peace and love kind of way. I'm saying this from more of like beyond just survival, right? Because if we don't have hope, if we don't have faith, if we don't have imagination, what are we fighting for? What are we in? Do we want to end a genocide? Yes. And what's on the other end of that? Like the, the ceasefire is absolutely what we need and what is the number one topic on the line is an, an immediate ceasefire. And, and what about hope? What about laughter? What about joy? What about faith? What about the imagination of seeing, truly seeing a free and restored Palestine that the people will be restored and freed and they will be restored into their rightful place? And that we would see the ending of the massacre of children, of babies in the sort, that this would also understand that this has been an opportunity for us to release love and life on all of this, right? Because life is unyielding. Life will always happen. Life is going to happen. If you have a rock that has water that's falling at a consistent rate over time with a little bit of, it's going to break the rock. It's going to happen. We may not see the fruit of it right now, but we have to lay the seeds of what we want to manifest. And we can keep having different actions and motions and, and, and organizing to see that end come, to see the manifestation of the seeds of our hope, of our faith, of our imagination of what we want to see on the other side of this. Because yes, while we are fighting and we are focused and we are grieving and we have pain and we experience pain and we see the starvation, we see all of these different things. We also have to continue to nourish ourselves, nourish each other, be in community with each other because we have to get through this and get be on the other side, right? We have to be able to do something on the other side of this. So it's not just maintaining today. And and I understand, give us this day our daily bread, but we also, and we also have to pour into our reserve. We have to be able to pour into our reserve, right? So we can actually be giving from the overflow of what we have as opposed to our direct principle. When we are pouring compassion, when we are pouring love and patience and grace into ourselves and loving on those places where there's a separation that we believe that we are not whole, that we are broken, that we are less than, that we are not worthy, that we would heal those places. So that when we are given those loving actions and affirmations to ourselves, we are allow that to also manifest into our actual action in the world that we're in. And then we can make a difference in that world that we're in. But if we are only staying focused on a place of grief and anger and sorrow and righteous indignation, then where do we, what seeds are we now sowing? Again, I'm not saying don't focus on it, but I'm saying where can we also put our intentionality when we know that we can manifest a new experience? What are we sowing? in regards to our faith, because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If we are resonating in a space of fear, which is a type of faith, you believe something terrible is going to happen, then we might give body to it. So what can we do? We need to have more love, more life, more joy, just, just 
open peace, like wherever we can have it and we can edify it and we can magnify it, that we can do so. So that way, when we are called to stand up, when we are called to be at the line, when we are called to be bold, when we are called to be that voice, when we are called to stand up, when we are called to say something, we have the reserve to do so, right? Because hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a plan, but it is the fuel. Hope and faith is the fuel. It's the fuel. We are we are it. We're the the fuel is the hope, is the faith, is the joy, is the peace, is the creativity, right? Because what are we working towards on the other side of this? And in reflecting again, another element that has been coming up so much is the cure. I believed oftentimes is going to be the opposite of whatever it is that you are experiencing. So if you have worn out your knee because you've overexercised it, one of the first things you do is rest. So if we're seeing mass violence on a mass scale where there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who are being unalived constantly on a daily basis, we can see it on different parts of this globe. What is going to be the radical opposite cure for that level of violence, for that level of separation, for that level of distance, for that level of disregard of humanity? And it's radical love. It's radical community. It's radical reaching for each other and reaching out and holding space for each other. And this is so hard for me to also even say out loud because this is something I deal with. It's because like oftentimes when I will go through a thing, I will just clam up and deal with it. Like that's a whole lot of childhood healing of like your emotions being important stuff. But that's another story. But I know that one of my default things to do is like, okay, I'm good. I'm over here. I'm going to work on this. And I just... I'll allow it to happen with me by myself sometimes. And it was the biggest and best release for me. And it helped me to actually assuage the process of the healing or the releasing or the deliverance of whatever it was that I was going through. And this time it was actually a uh, deep grief and anger. When I allowed myself to be carried and to be held and taken care of, I was able to emote and to release and to actually receive so much more that allowed me to be more present and to love and to be even more full. And so in this time, I want to extend to us the permission, the imperative, the mission statement, if you will, to reach, to reach, right? To reach for each other, to reach for yourself, that we get to have a full life. I know it's hard. I know that there's a lot of pain. I know that there's probably some guilt because we're not afraid of the sky here, at least right now. We're not afraid of the sky, but there are babies who are. It's often hard to live on in this deep level of privilege that we are living in houses that aren't collapsing and we see continually where there's a parent who's trying to dig out and find their family. It's hard to live like that. And, and, and even saying, oh, it's hard to live, it just it, it reeks of privilege and I hear that. And we also we also can do something with our privilege. So if you do have access to phones, you need to call your senators and representatives. If you are able to get in the streets, get in the streets. If you're able to post, post. Whatever it is that you can do, that is our obligation to do. And it does not mean that we have to sacrifice living life fully that has been given to us as well, that this present experience is full. 
It's a full gradation of experiences. We're going to have the entire gradation of experiences and feelings throughout this timeline. And we are arriving at it together. And so the second element of that, of allowing ourselves to feel fully, is for us to continue to reach for each other. Because the panacea, I really, truly believe the cure here is going to be radical compassion and love. That it's going to be community care. It's going to be us taking care of each other and reaching for each other and healing within us the deep levels of separation or otherness that we might have. Whether it's for another human being and seeing other, not seeing ourselves, or if it's to see that we are far away from our holy selves, that holy H-O-L-Y, holy self, right? Because I, I just, a gift, a blessing that Spirit has given me, and I hope that it also just like resonates with you, is we share so much in this human experience. And we share sorrow and we share joy. All of us have felt sorrow and we felt joy, but we're not meant to experience it alone. We're not meant to hold it alone, right? Because if we can reach for each other, if we can give each other the space and the patience, if we reach for each other, then we can actually carry the sorrow together and the sorrow won't be so bitter. And when we reach for each other, then the joy becomes even sweeter and it becomes even more abundant. We can give it even further. We find solutions when we carry it together. We're able to go further when we carry it together. We're able to find a yes for everyone when we carry it together. So that being said, and on February 29th, that's a Thursday, we're going to have our first Cosmic Hype Gathering. If you're looking for a life-affirming, inclusive community, OmniFaith, doesn't matter your walk, are you life-affirming? Would you like to be in community? Would you like some vegan soup for free? Come join us at the Seekers Church at 276 Carroll Street, Northwest, Washington, D.C. That's February 29th, Thursday, 6.30 p.m. This has been the Cosmic Hype Podcast. Have your perspective elevated. Right on to the right on.